Okay, so Lord, we're in the third chapter of James. This is uh, the third lesson of our spring quarter. And the title is Taming the Tongue. And so, Lord, um, we thank you for our language that you have given to us. And uh, we tend to use it poorly. We tend to use it to hurt people. Um, but it, it, our, our language and our speech is a, a great gift. And so we pray that as we look at this, chapter 3 of James, you will teach us how to speak as you would have us speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so section A is the power of the tongue. You know, we all know the nursery rhyme. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, that is not a true little nursery rhyme. That is a false nursery rhyme. So if I could get somebody to read 1 through 6 of chapter 3. Okay, so that ends in a, in a dark note, doesn't it? Yeah. So James is... Uh, turns again to the tongue. This is not the first time he has talked about the tongue or speech. Back in chapter 1, verse 19, he said, This you know, my beloved brethren, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And also in uh, chapter 1, verse 26, if anyone thinks himself to be religious, and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This man's religion is worthless. So discipleship, uh, your speech and discipleship are closely linked. Yeah, and the, the context, remember, is in trials, right? And in trials, when you're in talking during a trial, you tend to flare, and you tend to say things that you... Would like to take back later, yeah, you know, and so um, that's that's what we want to learn. We want to learn to be able to when we speak. That's that's why I think it's very important that verse in one twenty one, or I'm sorry, one nineteen. Everyone must be quick to hear, so you want to listen. Slow to speak. You don't have to come back in a microsecond, and slow to anger, so that we, you know, don't. Because the tongue has power. So then verse 1, he starts with teachers. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. You know, early in the church it was less organized. And, uh, you know, Paul talks about this. Everyone brings a teaching. Everyone brings a prophecy. Everyone brings a tongue. And uh, and so, you know, everybody wanted to get their two bits in. And James says, this is very interesting, let not many of you become teachers. And the reason being is that teachers, and he includes himself in that, says we, will incur stricter judgment. So teaching requires the tongue, right? So he warns the believers that a teacher will incur a stricter judgment. So why do you think that is, that a teacher will incur stricter 
judgment. Yeah, to know better. Yeah, Luke 12, 48. This is Jesus speaking. And actually, this is the end of a parable. And he's talking about the slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes. That's verse 47. But the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, of him they will ask all the more. So that's why teachers will have a stricter judgment, because they have more exposure to God's word. And so they should be more obedient to God's word. They can't, they can't, you know, claim, oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't say I didn't know, you know. So, and then we speak. And then we speak, yeah. Now, Ezra was a good example of a teacher. So, in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, it says this, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. So Ezra studied it, then he put it into practice personally, then he taught others. And, you know, I think that's how we should do it. That's how it should be done. So James is saying, you know, be careful when you're going to teach, you know, and I think, you know, I've taught for a long time and I'm kind of, I did it mainly due to recruitment. You know, people asked me to do it. First one to ask me and then, um, and I didn't really know very well. I, I'm, I've learned a lot over the last, however long I've been doing this, like 20 years. And um, so, I'm sure I taught. I'm sure I taught some things that are questionable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, that's why I appreciate uh, the seminary that Jane, that uh, Dane is going to, because you know they're committed to making knowledgeable, godly leaders, and they want young. They want young that'll last a long time, and you know. And so, um, to make a change in the church, exactly, that's the whole idea. So, so verse 2 says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So, what is he saying here? He's saying, if you can control your tongue, everything else will be easy. If you can control your tongue, the rest of your walk with the Lord should be very good because the tongue is the most difficult thing. That is the most difficult thing. So he says he is a perfect man, and that, I looked up the Greek word there, that's teleos, which means having reached its end, complete, and also perfect. So I think that... Um, you know, in the context of human beings who still have their sin nature, it's a mature believer. It's a grown, mature believer walking in faith. We know that none of us are sinless. 
no matter how mature we get this side of heaven. Um, but if you're able to control your tongue, the rest of your life is going to be good, doing good too. Yeah. So then James gives three examples about the tongue. The first one, verse 3, now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. So a small bit, a large horse. Then, the second example is verse 4. Look at the ships. Also, though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So again, it's a very large um, boat and its direction is controlled by a small rudder. And then the, uh, the last, verses 5 and 6, So also the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. So here the example is a spark in a dry forest, starting a forest fire. Um, so the... the you know, it's always the same. Something small controlling something large. Something small controlling something large. And um, so I wanted to look at Proverbs 4.24. Now, do I have that one on here? I do. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from 